Stories connect us as humans. A well-told story can motivate and inspire us. Storytelling is the ultimate superpower. Be The Drop is a weekly podcast that investigates how to tell stories that engage. Join me, Amelia Veal, on our shared journey to become better storytellers. In episode 258, Anna Vincent, film producer and co-founder of SLA Films, discusses the requirement for filmmakers to embrace entrepreneurial principles. She explains how in the contemporary new world of film releases, creative teams can have a big impact on their film's success by connecting directly with audiences through social media. This is Anna's version of Be The Drop. This episode was recorded live at Southstar in Adelaide. I've included a link in the show notes if you'd like to learn more about Southstar. Anna, thank you so much for joining me for our next episode of Be The Drop. Thank you for having me on this lovely sunny afternoon. I know, and um, just as you said that, we've got a little bit of construction noise in the background because we're outside the Wine Centre at South Start Conference. You've just come off from a panel session. We're going to hear about that. But before we do, just so that we can give the listeners a bit of an insight about Anna and your journey and how it is that you're here today talking to a startup community. So perhaps to help give us a bit of that context, maybe there's a story, maybe there's a moment, maybe there's a pivot or something that wasn't great or something that was fabulous that happened along the way that might give us a little bit of context about Anna and what brings you here today. Sure. I'm a film producer, independent film producer, so I have my own company, which is brilliant. I love it. So in a lot of ways, every film that we do is a startup because we're starting with an idea that we feel really passionate about and we're developing that. We're trying to be measured with how much we invest in those early days of resources and just plain old cash and then try and make sure that we are realistic about the potential for that project to move forward and and that we're just not blinded by our passion for it. So if it looks as though it's not going to go, making sure that we drop it in time that we don't lose five years is chasing a film that's never going to get done. So I think the reason why I'm here today was that I was um, sitting on the most fabulous panel and we were all very different going in. An actor, a maths PhD, me as a film producer... And, and really another producer, Matt Vittens from Matchbox, but he says he's not creative at all. He's looking at the business of film production. And we're talking to an audience of people who either have startups or they're looking for investment and making sure that filmmaking has a voice in that conversation. So a story that would place me here, maybe we can talk about COVID. To me, COVID felt like musical chairs, like the music stopped and wherever you were at that moment, like suck it up. It was, you know, which worked for some people, didn't for others. At the time, we had just finished making a documentary for ABC called Getting Their Acts Together and we were in the editing process. So never is there a more isolated period of film production than editing. (laughs) So we were all spread out (laughs) all over. We had our editor, David Scarborough, here in Adelaide and we managed to finish that film and deliver it for the ABC. And it, and it broadcast in May and we were really proud of that. But one of the surprises that came out of that period was a film that I'd been working on for many years for 
an English Aussie expat investor who wanted to make a film and he initiated this project. It was from his own original idea and it was a very lovely family drama about intergenerational familial relationships and blame and forgiveness. Mm. Now, we really crafted this film over a long period of time because it was initially shot here in South Australia in the Barossa Valley in 2014. Lo and behold, along comes 2020. So <laughs> we finished and the everything film. Went upside everything down. went upside down. We finished the film with Edward James Almost, who's an um, Oscar-nominated actor. He's um, doing a narration in Los Angeles during COVID. And then I was in the hallowed halls of the South Australian Film Corporation and ran into Matt Kesting, who's the um, director of the Adelaide Film Festival. And he looked at me saying, this is a nightmare because all production had ceased. Do you have a film for the festival? And it was one of those absolutely perfect moments. I went, do I have a film for you? Yes, I do. (laughs) I have a film that is a proper, legitimate, big-budget feature. It is finished to perfection. We've just finished it with this beautiful narration and was shot in South Australia. And we can have a premiere here with a party. (laughs) And from there, we've gone to the Gold Coast Film Festival, which was two weeks ago. The film is called Chasing Wonders. And the film is coming out in North America and Canada in four weeks what really changed was what the market wanted to see so what seemed like a very personal project about a family and a very gentle story and gentle storytelling really feels incredibly relevant now and so because of the year that we've been through the market has responded so warmly to this film the reviews have been incredible I think so much of what we do is about timing you can you know you've got to follow your passion do the project that you just absolutely love in your heart but a lot of your success with these projects that take such a long time I know you've done a documentary series (laughs) you you just don't more and longer than we thought yeah you just don't ever know from the outset how long um, it's going to take to do that project and and what the environment is going to be like that the project lands in when it's finally ready to go out into the world. For me, it's a really beautiful story of probably a, cha- a moment in my career because I, suddenly I have this big feature releasing in America and because of that, that creates visibility as a film producer for me, for the company, for other people I work with. And so I'm currently being flooded with projects to look at, which is great. I love that. Yes, of course. That's wonderful. What a fabulous story and so many elements there that I'd love to unpick and one that I can relate to as well, you know, that the timing aspect. So the documentary series that we worked on was called Transcending the Gender Narrative and it was because I just really wanted to, you know, investigate and explore some of these lived experience that I have as a female and then, you know, because it took a long time and it came out and so we're rolling it out and the the audience is hungry for gender equality conversations. So, yes. They really are. So there are, you know, the zeitgeist and the themes, it's so prevalent that we're thinking as a flock. We were in the at the Gold Coast Film Festival and I was with uh, my producing partner, Bonnie McBride, and as part of that we agreed to sit in pitching sessions and so we probably pitched to 20, 25 times thematically what everyone, the space everyone is working in was a lot of trauma, trauma and healing, gender equality, neurodiversity and a lot of sex abuse survival. And it just all, like all of those pictures, 
sat within those themes, which was remarkable because the people had come from all over yeah. the country. Diverse lived experience, but we're culminating towards these going, yeah, we, we are. need to have these conversations better. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we do. And we, we do have oh, we have the best script that when I finish with this conference will be um, raising the gap for that. I mean, that's what we do as a producer. That's what I'm doing is looking at a project that I love, that I feel is well time for the market, doing a schedule, doing a budget, working out what the right amount is to make that film often six or seven million dollars and then looking at how we're going to raise that money. You know, mm. where's that Where's that coming from? So we have an amazing legal true crime drama, the script won best drama screenplay at the Austin Film Festival 2020. I absolutely love it. So I was excited hearing uh, particularly young women pitching and having these open conversations because it makes me feel like I have got the right project that yeah. that audience is going to want to see. Wow, that is yeah. exciting. And the other aspect that you mentioned in that talking about your story and going to the um, North American market yeah. and there is, you know, engaging with, you've got digital specialists and PR. Yeah company to really help make sure you can market to your niche market mm. in the US, which has got its own set of requirements. Can you tell us a bit about that experience and what are some of the key learnings and, you know, why it's important to work with, you know, specialists in that field? I'm so passionate about this because I'm learning a lot every time we get on a Zoom call and we're dealing with these specialists. There's nothing like getting an expert, so and which is what we've done. There's a bit of conversation at the moment about when you put an actor in your film and what's their social media following. And I think people mistakenly just limit that thinking to, oh, because if you're a recognisable person, you might have 200,000 followers and then they're going to go to the cinema. I think we've totally moved on from that. What it's about now is wanting those people to be able to engage with their own audiences through their messaging in their socials in a very authentic way. And so I'm excited about that moving forward. My first experience of this was our documentary Embrace. So Taryn Brumford is a global body image activist. She's absolutely brilliant. She lives here in um, Adelaide and I met her in 2015. She'd raised 333000 Australian dollars crowdfunding because she wanted to make a documentary about body acceptance. She'd put an unconventional before and after photograph on the internet that had twisted everybody's thinking. Now you see it the whole time, but back then she was the first person to do it. The before photograph was her in a bikini body building yeah, competition. Yeah, she was a body... Which she wasn't actually. She just hated her body so much that she decided that she would train and get the perfect body and that she'd know she'd achieve that goal when she was on the stage in a (laughs) bodybuilding competition. So that's the before photograph. In reality, she was standing up there in her perfect bikini body, still not experiencing being satisfied with her body and also the fact that the other women in the competition all backstage were complaining about their thighs and Taryn thought gee if this is I've worked so hard to be like this and these women are so gorgeous what is our problem so her after photo in the before and after was her some months after that competition where she let herself go to her natural body weight and she looked so much softer and happier and she posted something like you know you've only got one life 
like love the body you're in, whatever. Went viral, was seen by over 100 million people. So Taryn then developed a full community. She had over 7,000 emails of women from across the world saying, I hate my body, I don't swim with my children, I can't get off the sofa, I suffer extreme depression. I'm really... I can't even say on this podcast the kinds of messages that she gets and mm. that I've read. So on the basis of that, she wanted to make a documentary to bring awareness and healing to people. And her objective was not that anyone would change their life after watching an 86-minute documentary, but maybe if they just changed a little bit of their thinking and realised that there's millions of perfectly healthy, normal-bodied people in the world and agonising about that they should be one way or another is just an absolute tragedy because we should just be embracing life as much as we can. So we made this film. She'd raised the money and well, I put together the rest of the budget and we made this really beautiful personal documentary. She travelled around the world. And then when it came to releasing it, she just tapped straight into her market. It sold uh, to Netflix globally after it had a full cinema run. It's been played in 190 countries. And so what I've then seen five years later with our new film Chasing Wonders is that that strategy that we use for Embrace is now just the norm. Now, with the digital marketing company, and a lot of your listeners would know this, they'll be able to give us analytics straight back of what the conversions are, you know, if there's a trailer and whether that whether that's clicking through to iTunes. Other things are if we do a certain number of pre-orders, then our film Chasing Wonders will be on the front page of iTunes, which is really important. So then we know where we're targeting our efforts. We want to get that X number of pre-orders before the film is released to make sure that we have a presence on the website. So I love this stuff. It's really exciting because I think previously film producing, when it came to releasing the film, could be quite disempowering. There wasn't a lot you could do. There were other machines and other, you know, prints and advertising campaigns at play. And yet in this contemporary setting, you really can have a significant influence over how well your film gets received, getting it to the right people, how broadly it's seen, especially in documentary or in the kind of content that probably does have a niche following. The points you're making there about being able to have impact and have more of an engaged involvement in that distribution, I do feel like there was certainly that sort of division, okay, well, we've produced the content and then now some, that's handed over. And I think in business, businesses will do that. You know, they might have separate teams that work on it. They might outsource some of that process. But, you know, what you're saying is, you know, regardless of how that, even if you are outsourcing, bring in that part of yeah. that responsibility for that distribution and reach because you're the one that's connected. You've got the connections. Utilise who's in yeah. your team and in your organisation or in your community. Definitely. And also if the distributor, because that's how film works, it's like a typical distribution chain. You have a sales agent who sells to a distributor who then sells to the exhibitor, who then sells to the audience. <laughs> um, there's many, many people. One way of doing this direct is you can cut out some of those middle people. If you've got your direct contact, like as Taryn did with Embrace to her audience, we could just sell it straight to the audience. But they have their own methodologies, the distributor and their own relationships. So that's great. Excellent. So if you can add to that by doing your own campaign, working in unison, which is what we're doing with Chasing Wonders, then you can really extend your reach. So you don't just have to leave it to them. 
you know, you can find your own ways. Yeah, and take responsibility in yeah. there for yeah. your own. Yeah. And but also leverage on what you've got, which is what you're saying. You know, you've got all these people that are involved. Yeah. And how has that been? So the teams, the crew, you know, whoever's involved in actually filming, editing, production, you know, yeah. whatever their their angle is, are they excited to be given this opportunity to be part of the dialogue to share a project they worked on? Yeah, I think filmmakers usually are really excited about that. I think that looking forward in on future projects, I'm going to be really aware about who we're casting and who we're bringing into that team and how they really feel about the project and a conversation about um, ensuring their support during the premiere and the subsequent marketing, you know, that they, well, how they feel about that. If they want to be on board, if it's someone who's got a large social media following, that they're going to feel comfortable sending out a message to their, you know, subscriber base or their followers. Mm. It's well, a really big thing yeah. now. You know, it and just in, wasn't five years yeah, ago. Yeah, and in business it's it's sort of, so it's more like an ambassador role really to really advocate and support, which is what you're saying, make sure they've got that alignment so that even if they've moved on, you know, and they're working on something else, they're still really part of that project and aligned with it yeah. and going to be supportive of distributing it. Look, and previously it. you'd have in your agreement and th this still stands that an actor will make available two or three days to do a promotion tour. I might change my mind about this, but how I'm feeling right now is that them authentically messaging that the film is being released probably has more impact than anything because the people who follow those cast uh, feel really passionate about watching their work. Mm. So, uh, so I just think it's an exciting time for audiences and for content creators. For audiences because if there's an actor who you like and you really enjoy their work, you want to know what they're working on. So I follow Hilary Swank because I love her. And so I'm always interested when she says... I'm super excited because this film that I've been working on comes out in cinemas on Friday or it's available on Amazon from Friday. You know, I take note of that. Yeah, yeah. And you want to follow through. Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah, then I'll watch it. I yeah. think, oh, great, because I love her work. Yeah, yeah. And when you were talking about your panel and the conversation here with South Start, you know, and this is an audience of startups or investors and um, entrepreneurs, founders, you made the comment, around the importance of including filmmakers and content creators as a voice in that space. I'd love to understand, you know, what is it that you mean by that and, and why is it important to have the filmmaker content creators voices in this space? One thing I love about South Australia is that we're considered here creative industries. And when I started in film many years ago, people mistakenly thought it was arts. Now, yeah, it is artistic and it is arts, but it's really big business as well. And I think a lot of art enterprise is really big business. So I can't speak for the other industries. But for film production, looking at South Australia, we have Mortal Kombat filming here. $70 million, I think, was spent in the state. Like this is, it's big big international business not to be dismissed as art you know as a film producer you're working to raise your budget and if you can't raise your budget you don't get to make your film and if you do raise the budget and you go over budget or you go over schedule and it all goes wrong and the investors don't get their money back then it's very hard to do another film so I think a lot of the same principles that are apply to the innovative entrepreneurs here are 
absolutely apply to filmmakers. So we see ourselves as independent filmmakers, as entrepreneurs. We're looking to create exciting projects that can then draw in talented people and then we're looking for the investors who are excited or inspired by that group and that idea who want to come on board to see it into fruition. Mm. Yeah, and it is so exciting seeing these big, as you say, international, big budget productions happening in South Australia. And what an opportunity for that in the industry and the organisations within the industry here in South Australia. And Australia, really, yeah. great. Like, more of it. Let's keep it coming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Anna, thank you so much. In conclusion, though, I'd love to get your Be The Drop tip. So your Be The Drop tip, it's it's based on the saying that I love, which is a waterfall begins with one drop. So it's all around how can we bring people together? So, for example, in a film project, if you've got this passion and idea and you want to build that and build the, 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 the team around your idea, what is your number one tip for creating a waterfall? I love this concept. <laughs> I feel really passionate about this. I'm a real advocate for finding the key creative person in really any scenario. So university can graduate however many film students each year and whatnot. We all know from statistics that that absolute visionary person, that key creative person only comes along once every few years. If we can identify who that person is, they will generate the work that then creates the projects, that then creates the jobs, that then tells our cultural stories or entertains our audiences and the rest of it. So that's what I'm always looking for. If a director comes in and says, I have a film I want to make, I'm, I'm looking at that person. Are you a rock star? You know, are you really that brilliant that, that people will want to go on that journey with you? Do you have the ability to get those people to go on that journey with you? And, and when I find one of those people, like Taryn Brumford with Embrace, you just grab hold of that person and you go, I'm here, what can I do to help support your vision come to fruition? Oh, I love that. What an incredible answer because, and it is equally important to bring the people around to create the waterfall because she can't do it by herself yeah. and you're saying really lift them up come yeah, with yeah. build it find the drop yeah <laughs> don't let it don't let it evaporate, don't let it evaporate. Like, <laughs> find that drop like absolutely thank you so much you're welcome it's great talking to you thanks for joining me for another episode of be the drop don't forget to subscribe in order to ensure you never miss out on one of our weekly episodes. Be The Drop is produced by Narrative Marketing, where we believe that stories connect individuals and that powerful storytelling can positively impact the world. To unleash your storytelling superpower, visit narrativemarketing.com.au or check out our social links in the show notes. To contact me directly with any specific comments you have, you can email me via amelia at narrativemarketing.com.au. And don't forget that whilst a task or challenge may seem overwhelming, a waterfall begins with one drop and look what comes from that. This is a Narrative Network podcast.